golden days, a glimpse of stocking was looked on as something shocking. But now, Lord knows, anything goes. Good authors, too, who once knew better words, now only use four-letter words. Writing prose, anything goes. If driving fast cars you like, if low bars you like, if old hymns you like, if bare limbs you like, if Mae West you like, or me undressed you like, nobody will oppose. When every night the set the smartest, indulging in nudist parties in studios, then anything goes. Hey everyone, this is another show theme taken from Pushpin Graphics Magazine, so get ready for the special fashion issue. Beauty's where you find it, not just where you bump and grind it. You speak Chinese. Only Mandarin. Well, aren't you full of surprises? Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Oh, I had it made uh, at Adrian's. Why did you just tell me that? <laughs> well, you just complimented me on my dress just now. Didn't you? No, I didn't. But I was thinking it. This belonged to uh, my Aunt Rose. Oh, really? Very fashionable gal, that Rose. <laughs> Kept her figure, too. Uh. Oh, Margot. What a beautiful dress. And such a clever neckline. When I was 15, I had a polyester suit. It was a leisure suit, and it was brick orange, very bright, with yellow stitching and the stitching was uh, designed to be large enough and prominent enough to be seen and then the pockets were cut to come to a, a point and so this was uh, called a western cut. I wish I still had it. I know it's out there somewhere still. Polyester just doesn't break down. I also know that it was in pristine condition when I stopped wearing it. Another polyester item, uh, a shirt, was very elaborately printed in a Egyptian theme with hieroglyphics, Tutankhamun sarcophagus. Colors were like gold and brown, and I can't imagine where I wore that, when I wore that. <laughs> My mom romanticized about being an archaeologist. That might be the reason she liked the shirt. Since it's polyester and uh, there's all the time in the world, it'd be nice if this shirt could somehow ironically end up in a tomb or a museum. I think it might be different for teen boys and then girls. Girls reach a point where their mother's taste in clothes is not going to work for them. I think boys will take advice. Yeah. Mother bought it for me. God, she's 
so happy. It was the first and last time I ever looked normal. I mean, you know, relatively speaking. Would have been a fairy tale if my date hadn't been the only one at the prom with a wife and two kids. You want to try it on? I bet it'd look great on you. I mean, your butt is 15 years younger than mine. I mean, I used to have a great butt. I did. I loved my butt. I wish I had photographs of it. You want to try this on? I think you should go with the red. It's the color of confidence. I don't understand why you're completely disregarding your signature color. I want to look special. <gasps> Bridal. But not like I expect anything. There's nothing I love more than a dumb blonde with daddy's plastic. I mean, he gets excited when he Did you see this one? We just got it in yesterday. Oh. Is this low viscosity rayon? Uh, yes, of course. With a half loop top stitching on the hem? Absolutely. It's one of a kind. Hmm. It's impossible to use a half loop top stitching on low viscosity rayon. It would snag the fabric. And you didn't just get it in. I saw it in the June Vogue a year ago. So if you're trying to sell it to me for full price, you picked the wrong girl. Show me to the models, baby. Let the magic begin. Okay, everyone. Let's get started. Yes, beautiful, feeling it. Let's get some smiles. It's all in here. That's it, yes. Let's let the inside out. Okay, you're an animal. Yes, there we go. You're a tiger. You're Tony the tiger. You're great. There are three dead fashion photographers we might have interviewed for Dead Air. Helmut Newton, Art Kane, and Richard Avedon. Of the three, Orson, our engineer, could only line up Avedon. So instead of giving short shrift to any of these dead image makers, we decided merely to mention them all. Fashion photography is the coolest. You can have a Richard Avedon pose Natasha Kinski wearing only a bracelet and a python, and the bracelet makes it fashion. Like women are trying to figure out how to accessorize their snake. I remember a photo series by Helmut Newton. It was in a European magazine. Newton took the idea of fashion beyond the use of reptiles. After all, designers do use animal skins as inspiration for fabric patterns. But Newton had this black and white image of a model walking through a hotel lobby. She's mostly nude, but she's wearing a clear plastic rigging with screw bolts. It extends her neck to its limit. The photo exemplified the entire series. The women in each photo are glamorously posed and made up, but they are being held in traction with funky medical devices and therapeutic braces. Are ladies really leafing through perfume ads in the fashion mags and thinking, I need something that says, I've had a catastrophic injury, but I'm still going dancing. Avedon and Newton were more likely through photography to comment on fashion. Art Kane created fashion shots for magazines too, but by and large he stayed firmly in the world of commercial art. He said, I need an assignment, I love an assignment, I love discipline, discipline creates freedom. Avedon and Newton made a clear distinction between art photography and fashion work. They developed a personal voice and attitude that Kane didn't. Kane's work was always at the service of his clients. His photos were often gimmicky. He frequently benefited from serendipity. In his 1958 grouping of jazz players for Esquire magazine, called A Great Day in Harlem, he was lucky to snap his shutter on a moment when Count Basie sat down on the curb to rest with some neighborhood kids. He staged portraits of many music groups, like Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. 
1966, Richard Avedon left Harper's Bazaar to work as a staff photographer for Vogue magazine, which started in the spring-summer campaign of 1980. Welcome to Dead Air. My guest today, Gianni Versace, was murdered in 1997. His sister Donatella keeps his fashion empire alive. Numerous books have been written about the Italian designer's life and death. We at Dead Air had actually forgotten how Mr. Versace had passed before we contacted him as a guest. We were only interested in finding him because his name is synonymous with fashion. And he worked with two of the previously featured photographers. We do not wish to exploit any morbid fascination with his murder, only celebrate his life and work. Gianni, we just told everybody about three dead fashion photographers, two of whom you used to employ. Do you have anything to add about Avedon and Newton? In an Avedon picture you can read history through fashion. Avedon to me is a great artist. You can really talk to all the world with one pictures, and you need a great voice to talk. And Avedon, Weber, Newton, they are all great. Have you met Art Kane in the netherworld? My idol, we discuss all the American music, uh, Gershwin, Barbacarach. Johnny, we uh, know your uh, international fashion house produces accessories, fragrances, makeup, and home furnishing as well as clothes. Your sister now runs Versace. Donatella, she's my friend. Sisters are great, but can we just talk about you? Only the work you did and are doing. For example, it says here some of your costume designs were used in films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my, Judge Dredd and Showgirls. Have you read the reviews for Showgirls? <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I have... Uh a kind of uh, repulsion to f for the things who you are obliged to remember, you know. Repulsion. Yes, your English is a bit difficult. I'm Italian. <laughs> they know, they understand me. Yes, I can make out your meaning. You wish you didn't have to remember showgirls. No, Batman. I uh, feel the same way. Okay, next question. By uh, talking with the dead in this series, we often discover facts about the afterlife that are quite shocking. What surprised you the most about the great beyond? Now, most of the people are blind. But you're not blind. How is that possible? I learn to open my mind, to don't be blind. So you use what? Another sense instead of sight? Absolutely. A sense of, uh, like an antenna, you know. An antenna sensor. This is remarkable, but not every spirit has this. Most of the people, I think, you know, sometimes they're stuck in a, you know, you have to really break a barrier. Uh-huh, interesting. But in such a world, a world without vision, doesn't fashion become irrelevant? Fashion, what I did is boring to me. Fashion is the energy, I think. The young, the old, die every day. Why people don't realize things change, life changes? I think the listeners understand that the hereafter will be very different. 
it almost sounds like there will be an energy sense that replaces our use of light and dark and the color spectrum. I think it's strange that not everyone develops this sense. Johnny, is there anything you can suggest the living do to make sure they develop energy vision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay home and read the book at night. That's it? Just read more? It's true. But when I think of your life, the life of Versace, the emperor, I imagine you in a disco someplace, dancing all night with hangers-on and an entourage of gorgeous models and rock stars. I prefer to stay home and read a book at night than go to a disco, you know. Even if you need to go to a disco sometimes, be a little bit cultivated. You know, there is a quote I used to adore, is from Nietzsche, the philosopher. The Greek was, so, they invent something, the classes, they are really superficial, but what is superficial comes from prof profundity, you know. Wow. Is very strong. It's very garbled. Now, did you read that quote in a book, or did you overhear it in a disco? Be honest. Did you mean to quote Andy Warhol, who said, I am a deeply superficial person? <laughs> no stupid. <laughs> How about Disraeli? The profound thinker always suspects he is superficial. Was that the quote? Uh -huh. No, you stay with Nietzsche. Wait, here's a Nietzsche quote. Mystical explanations are considered deep. The truth is, they are not even superficial. You can really talk sophisticated. You translating really beautiful, I promise you. That's sweet. You're a very sweet man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guest has been Gianni Versace. Would you consider coming back for another interview sometime? Absolutely. So it's like, like a kind of haute couture. Haute couture. It means high fashion. Clothes that are designed for one unique individual. Something that Gautier does all the time. But how did Gautier figure out what so many individuals would be wearing 300 years from now? To be honest, uh, the important thing is uh, to speak with him, with the director and with Luke. So it was like to speak uh, with him because you know the vision, futuristic vision, it can be whatever. A futuristic can be retrospective. It can be like it was in the 17th century or like at the pre prehistorical time. You know, it could be that too, what will be futurist, you know. So I have to have the, uh, uh, his concept of what is uh, uh, futurist. Even what is futuristic starts on the drawing board. That was a lot of work, I must say. And that was even more a, a lot of work that, uh, you know, first there was a project, first project. So I did sketches, maybe like 100 sketches. The idea was more like to, to see the different groups and after the particular character, as Gary Oldman, Bruce Willis, Mila, all the one Ruby Rose, which was very important too. So those characters, that were the one the principles that I work a lot, a lot on it, and that I did like a lot of proposition. Now, if I might. Very good, sir. And we dress right or left, sir. Most of my gentlemen favor left these days. Don't think it's political. Never know where the bloody thing is. Bob's about like a windsock. You were saying? Saying, sir? Braithwaite, telling you to spread your wings. Ah, yes, of course. I remember it like yesterday. 
I was cutting a nice muted check hacking jacket for Lord Braben. Finds mohair, Ashford Cashmere. And I looked up and there he was looking at me from the doorway. Fashion Statement by Donal Dempsey You made a chainmail dress out of cut-out Coca-Cola cans. Perfectly, painstakingly crafted. On a hanger, your dress rattled angrily in the breeze as the wind blustered in the window, throwing your preliminary drawings around. Every gesture became musical. A yawn tinkled. A kiss clanked, stroking me or stroking the cat. Each had its own musical motif. Your chainmail dress sprung forth a nipple, and then hit it, flashed your sex, and then forbid it. As a male, I was quite intrigued by it. I was a knight in distress, and you were a lady in shining armor. As if I had been sleeping to your beauty, you kissed me awake, you smirked. Listen, buddy, princess to prince, like. I'll show you where the chink in my armor is. You divested yourself of your dress. It clattered to the floor, glittering, coiling like a silver shiny serpent. You breathed upon my lips, kisses tasting of expensive wine and cheap cigarettes. Kiss me, my love. Discover me anew, and I will show you a thing or two. My Shoes by Charles Simak Shoes, secret face of my inner life, two gaping toothless mouths, two partly decomposed animal skins smelling of mice nests. My brother and sister who died at birth, continuing their existence in you, guiding my life towards their incomprehensible innocence. What use are books to me? when in you it is possible to read the gospel, the gospel of my life on earth and still beyond of things to come. I want to proclaim the religion I have devised for your perfect humility and the strange church I am building with you as the altar. Ascetic and maternal, you endure, kin to oxen, to saints, to condemned men, with your mute patience, forming the only true likeness of myself. And now, the Juicy Truth with Number 9 and Rotwang. which I should say is a very local wine. I heard about this on a local radio station. They were saying it was good. And uh, it says it's made in Mount Airy, Maryland, which is only a few miles from me. Have you read the label? I have read the label, yes. And is there an animal on the label? (laughs) 
Um, no. Do you have an animal on your label? No, there's an old pair of boots on my label. Yeah, there's old pair of boots. So should we be looking for notes of worn leather? Hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) And the themes of the shows, where was I going to put it? And I had it all over the place. The shoes, it's kind of fashion-y. So I'm going to put it in the fashion show. Yeah, that, that fits black ankle. I like it. It's a black ankle vineyard, and the wine is a passeggiata. It's a, a little walk they take before dinner between 5 and 6. The Italians I'm talking about. But to, to go back to the fashion show idea, they also dress up for this little walk. And so you, you're walking out around, uh, I, I don't know, the park maybe, and your neighbors are doing it too, and you're like waving hello, and but you're kind of dressed up fancy. The promenade. It's a mini parade. Mm-hmm. So is this traditional in Maryland? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why uh, Maryland wants to uh, name this a uh, passeggiata. And it's funny because it's 100% Syrah, which is an Australian grape. We haven't tasted that straight like that 100%, have we? We might have had it. Yeah, so Syrah is often used in, used in blends, but sometimes you'll find it in its 100% form. And the Syrah is the same as Shiraz. Mm-hmm. Syrah is just the French spelling. The S-Y-R-A-H is the same as S-H-I-R-A-Z. It's, it's a grape that we're going to be tasting in the future, too. In theory, Syrahs are supposed to be spicy, a little more full-bodied than a Pinot Noir. Although I'll say that this one I, I don't think is very full-bodied. I've been sipping on it. So do we want to go down the list, or do we just want to talk about it in general? Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Okay. Well, the very first thing that... I noticed as I was pouring it is that it's very, um, it seems very thin to me and it's rather light colored. It's not very viscous. Kind of watery, but that doesn't go to its flavor. It's just the... It, it appears to be watery. Mm-hmm. It actually has a, a, a bit of watery mouthfeel to it too, I think. You know, the, before the alcohol opens up in your mouth, starts to evaporate it kind of lies on my tongue it feels like water right it doesn't really have that big feel um on the tongue it's it smells it's familiar very very alcoholic to me (laughs) is that what i'm smelling (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i don't really i think the alcohol sort of overtakes any other characteristics that might be there and this is after it's been open for about what, 20, 25 minutes, and it's been aerated? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's, I don't think that smell's going away. I think this tastes a little bit of nuts. Well, it was fermented in French oak, so that may be the reason you're getting that nutty flavor. Ah, uh, yes, I bet that's it. Yeah, the, the French oak always tends to warm up flavors and make them woody and nutty buttery sometimes not in this case i think the entire flavor could be coming from the oak yes but uh, here's what they are saying it should have hints of raspberry and butterscotch 
See, I don't, I don't get any butterscotch from this. I think it's, as far as the flavor goes, I just think the alcohol is overtaking it, and it, it's quite bitter, actually. It's 13.5% alcohol. I think it's got a high acid level. Well, it, it's not causing the burn for me. I, I think I've got the burns. Overall, I can't say that I'm a fan of this. And I, I normally really like things that are done in French oak. I think all of its personality is coming from that. I just, I don't think the oak is working. Well, I don't uh, taste a lot of fruit in this at all. Yeah, I don't either. And it says it's supposed to have notes of vanilla. A lot of wines say that, though. If this has any butterscotch, it's so faint I can't tell it. What color would you say it is? Is it, is it uh, reddish? Definitely has the red going on. It looks like cranberry juice. Considering that it's a Syrah, and Syrahs are supposed to be on the more substantial end of the mm -hmm. spectrum, it, look, it looks to me more like a Pinot Noir. It looks lighter and clearer than it should. Mm -hmm. So I would tend to shoot lower for the, the score for color on this one. It is not living up to its grape. Maybe we should give it like a seven? Or would you go six? Six. Okay. Okay. Our next item is clarity. I have about half of the bottle left, and I haven't experienced any sediment or like anything floating around in there. I would give it good points for clarity. Uh, ten? Let's give it a ten because I know that I'm not going to be as nice as we go further nice. down. <laughs> Uh, aroma is next. Now, I'm probably going to give this higher points than you are because you didn't seem to turn down by the aroma, and I think that might be my strongest category. Okay, yeah, it needs something going for it. You know, I'm I'm smelling it again, and I, I'm just not even not picking up very much at all. Maybe some sort of cherry. I'll just say a number, you say a number, and then we'll like kind of meet in the middle, maybe. Okay. Okay, you go first. I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay, I'll go with the six. Okay, so seven. Does that sound okay? Yep. Uh, the next is the alcohol level, and this one is a 13.5. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to a high alcohol content as long as it's not prevalent on the tongue. Whereas I feel with this one, it is. Mm -hmm. All I taste is alcohol. Okay, the, ba the balance so, is off for you, right? So it doesn't matter what the right. percent is if it's just too strong, right? Right. Okay. Well, um, I, it sounds like you're going to grade it low. I am going to say maybe a six. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go with six. Okay, the next item on the list is dryness. It's, it's dry. dry. <laughs> yeah, we said that at the same time. I think that it's, it might get good good points for this, actually. I would say okay. maybe a nine. Let's go with a nine for the dryness. Okay, next we have complexity. This is, it's just not complex. I know that it's not complex mm. because it is a Maryland wine in like the, the East Coast. Good point of North America is just not the right, it's not the right type of soil environment to grow
grow grapes for wine. You know, most varietals of grapes, for those to in turn be good wine, the, the plants, the, the grapes have to struggle. And they can only do that in dry soil where there's wind and it's just sort of a rough terrain. And Maryland just doesn't have that. I, I believe that has something to do with the reason why it's not very complex. So yeah, I'm gonna score low. I'm gonna say like a four. Okay. For complexity. What do you think? It it might even get lower than four, but let, let's let, Okay, I'm fine with that okay, too. Okay, let's do do a three then. Okay. Yeah, sorry, Marilyn, you just don't have the soil, man. <laughs> or the weather probably. <laughs> Um, okay, so our next item is body. Yeah, we talked about that in the beginning. There's not much body. No. Three. All right. Okay, and we've got acid next. Now, you, you, you seem to think this was uh, more acidy than I did. Yeah, I'm going to let you give the score on this one. Okay. Well, I'm going to go right down the middle and say five. All right, I'll agree with you there. For the price, um, 25 to 26. Well, I would think that that's a little overpriced, don't you? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Let's be generous and give it a two. Okay, it, it probably needs it. I've tallied it. Um, if my math is right, it's a 51. 51? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We have a new low. <laughs> Are you going to finish this wine bottle? <laughs> yes, I'm definitely going to finish the okay. bottle. <laughs> That's good. Waste not, want not, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you going to finish your bottle? Yeah. This is the art season in New York. At the Metropolitan, the Guggenheim, the new Whitney Museum, Museum of Modern Art, and here at the elegant Wally F. Art Galleries, where art lovers see a show that marries art with fashion. This abstraction, called Caperland Number no. 1, is not a painting and it's not on canvas. It's printed on Caperland nylon and can be worn. So fashion models walk through the art galleries wearing chic dresses in the same prints that are framed to hang on the walls like little masters. And what's more, this art is washable. Leading dress designers think the bigger, the bolder, the wilder the print, the more artistic the dress, such as the dresses styled by Cobb's Corner. And the same bold prints look even more so in dresses for little girls by Tiny Town Togs. But is it really art? Or is it just another fashion fad? Maybe it's both. Now that a posh art gallery gives its nod of approval to the print explosion in fashion today. The Rodcast musical bed you're hearing is called Haunted. It's used with the permission of the composer Kim Schutterley. If you have a good idea for a Rotcast theme or a wine suggestion for our review, 
email your idea to mail at rotcast.com or call the Rot Line. The Rot Line phone number will be posted at the website or Skype us at CallRotCast. Visit www.rotcast.com to learn more about the wines and link to more content. Listen next time when you will hear... Well, one of the nice things about being older is that you gain a better perspective on things. You learn there's a middle way between the extremes. And that's what to aim for, balance. Balance between action and relaxation, contraction and release, work and play. Allow yourself that balance. Stretching is good for you. It feels good. It brings another kind of energy into your life. It teaches you to breathe deeply and listen to your body.